أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن جاءكم فاسق بنبأ فتبينوا فتبينوا أن تصيبوا قوما بجهالة فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين صدق الله العظيم The opening ayat of the surah dealt with the etiquettes of respect and especially in regard to the respect for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that respect which was necessary in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam for his mubarak self the same respect continues to be necessary at the Roza Mubarak the resting place of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam never to raise the voices in that vicinity and all the other various aspects of respect that were discussed then moving on in this ayat that was recited allah taala now gives us the directive of how should information be handled this is a very very important aspect because all the time we are dealing with receiving and passing on of information of some sort or the other might be something minor something on a very on a domestic level something between household members it might be something on a family level it might be something on a more broader level on a community level and nowadays messages are flying from one part of the world to the other every moment so this is an extremely important aspect of how does a person handle information some information is very very basic very simple nothing to it that somebody came and somebody went but some information becomes very sensitive some information can cause a lot of difficulty and problems if it's not handled correctly or if it's not verified if somebody said to us that someone came and it turned out that that didn't really happen the person didn't really come sometimes it might not really be an issue fine the person didn't come and somebody for whatever reason he didn't verify it he didn't check double check and he told us so and so came so at the most we just got the wrong information but supposing a person was there was some very important work that was related to whoever is being mentioned now that so and so came muhammad came or the person had some extremely important work and now he heard the person came so he's where is he stationed okay he's stationed in a certain place so he took all the time and effort to get there now it turns out that no this message was incorrect now depending on how what adjustments were made in that 11th hour suddenly to now rush off to go and meet the person because he had some important work with him he could now get upset at this that you gave me this information and this was incorrect he will say but i thought it was this now it's a very simple thing this is a very basic thing there's probably nothing to it but even such a simple and such a basic situation such a very very trivial situation apparently can become very complicated now the two of them might have some argument about it then the one party might go and complain to someone else that this is how this person what he did that person might be somebody who also doesn't know how to handle information he takes it on another level he goes to fight with the other person directly about it he says but what business you got to come and fall in this matter i didn't had nothing to do with you 
These are all day-to-day issues. This is how things carry on. Outwardly it might seem small thing like this, but that's how it happens. Out of nothing, big things happen. Often the starting point of it is that somebody didn't handle information correctly, didn't verify something. So this is an extremely important aspect, and in this regard Allah Ta'ala mentions in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, in ja'akum fasiqum binaba'in fatabayyanu. O you who believe, if an unreliable person comes to you with some news, then fatabayyanu, then verify it, check it out. Fatabayyanu, and check it, double check it. Antusibu qawman bijahala, let it not be that you harm some people in ignorance, فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ And then you are regretful over what you have done, but then the damage is already done. The damage is done, now you're going to be going around to say that, please, sorry, and maaf, and forgive me. person will forgive us also, but the harm that has happened as a result of that wrong information, or how we handle the information, obviously that damage sometimes is very difficult, or sometimes impossible to undo. This ayat of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed on a particular occasion. There was an incident that took place where the Banu Mustaliq tribe, they had come to Rasulullah and their leader, Harith radiallahu he had been with them, they all came, they accepted Islam and Harith was the father of Juhira radiallahu In any case, they came, they accepted Islam. Then among the things that were now taught to them and explained to them about the aspect of zakat, that zakat has to be discharged. So, in this regard, there was a specific date that was fixed, that Rasulullah will send his envoy to come and collect the zakat. So, they had fixed the date, that we will await the envoy of Rasulullah on certain date, and we will have the zakat ready, and he can come and collect it and take it. So when the time came, Rasulullah sent Walid bin Uqba that you should go and collect the zakat of the Bani Mustaliq tribe and bring it along. So he set out. On the other end, these people were awaiting this day. They were eager to fulfill all the obligations of deen that have come upon them now. And <coughs> because the date was fixed, so they were expecting that somebody is going to be arriving. They didn't know who would be coming. But nevertheless, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would be sending somebody and this is the envoy of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So we should afford him the due respect, the honor. So in order to welcome him, in order to receive him with honor and ikram, they came onto the outskirts of the town and they were waiting now. There was no way of knowing for sure when this, how far this person is, when he's coming. There was no communication of the sort we have today. So from the morning they would have come out well, this person soon would probably be maybe the last point of uh, camping before this. He would come now. So they're waiting on the outskirts. On the other side, Walid bin Uqba, he is now proceeding. Far away from the distance, he sees this group of people somewhere on the horizon there. And now certain things start running through his mind. So when this scene came in front of him, that the people are waiting out there, in the open area, the person can see from very far, can see a distance. So certain things started running through his mind. What started running through his mind? In the times of Jahiliya, there were 
some incidents that happened between him and the Banu Mustaliq tribe. There were some old issues, there were some hostilities, and he had been involved in probably taking the life of some people of the Banu Mustaliq tribe in the times of Jahiliyyad, perhaps something or caused them some kind of damage and harm. All this happened in Jahiliyyad. Now this started running through his mind that these people had just recently come to Rasulullah Now the mind is running. The mind is a very, very ajeeb thing. If a person doesn't learn how to control that mind and drain it, then the mind can run like more than a wild horse. His mind started running and as mentioned yesterday, this is the light in which we should understand these incidents, that some of these things were made to happen to teach us the lesson. So in any case, his mind started running, that these people are just very new, they just came now. They're not even sure how firmly they are in Deen. Because they just have come in. Now, Perhaps they are waiting for me, they came to know somehow that I am coming and the old issues are still fresh in their minds. So now they are waiting to settle the old scores. As I am going to approach, they are going to pounce on me. Now imagine one thing after the other, the mind is running. And these, like people build castles in the air, this is the dungeon in the air. The most horrific scene the person builds in his mind out of nothing. In any case now, these are the thoughts that are crossing his mind. When I am going to get there, they are going to pounce on me and perhaps kill me. So, this is their intention. Now, when he saw the scene, people waiting out there, whereas they were waiting for his ikram. They were waiting to receive him with honor, with respect. What is going through his mind? They are waiting there to settle an old score. They are waiting to pounce on me. So, this became so strong in him and so overwhelming that he took a U-turn and he returned to Madinah Munawara. When he returned, obviously, he was sent as an envoy, he was sent with a mission, he was sent on a task. So the first thing would be when he returns, that what did you do about your work? So when he came, immediately Rasulullah saw him and he asked him that you went to collect the zakat of the Banu Mustaliq tribe, what happened? So now these thoughts that had crossed his mind and had become so strong in his mind and had become so overwhelming because he now went into the depth of that thought, that became like a reality for him. But it was all just in his mind. And he said to Rasulullah that unfortunately these people have reneged and they refused, they refused to give zakat, they have reneged and they were even or they refused to give the zakat and they were preparing to kill me. He didn't interact with them, he didn't talk to them anything, he just saw them from the distance and all these thoughts came in his mind and then became so powerful and overwhelming, he came and presented it as a reality. Now, we must be very clear about this, that there was definitely not an, we can say without an iota of doubt, that he didn't come and say this deliberately to cause harm to the Banu Mustalik tribe. This was definitely not his intention anyway. That he deliberately came and said something that he just wanted to cause a problem for them, try to put them in a very negative light, that this was the motive. This wasn't the motive. It was his own ill thought that just became so overwhelming that he presented it like a fact. Whereas there was no fact to it. 
When Rasulullah heard this, he became very upset that these people came. They, this was a pledge, a promise that send your envoy on a certain date, we will discharge the zakat. So this is now going against that pledge. And this is a kind of rebellion that they want to kill the envoy and the ambassador of Rasulullah sallallahu Rebellion is a very serious matter. So Rasulullah sallallahu prepared Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anh and dispatched him with a group of sahaba that you go and see what is the issue. But he gave him the instruction that do not do anything before you first verify the reality and verify what is the actual situation. Now this was the very important instruction that Rasulullah gave to him that you first go and verify the situation. So Khalid bin Malid goes and he encamps somewhere outside the place. Late at night they reach and quietly, secretly reach that point and they camp out of the area somewhere and then very, very quietly send some people to go and investigate the matter, go and see what is the reality of these people. Then they investigate the matter without the people knowing what's going on. People are now watching us, observing us. They, at the time of Fajr, the Azan is heard. They see, mashallah, these people are conducting themselves very, very well. There's no sign that they are rebelling. There's no sign that they have anything negative about them. So he came back and reported this to Rasulullah that it seems that there's no problem with these people. They seem to be very sincere Muslims. They seem to be very practicing. Seem like something is out of order here. In the meantime, the leader of the tribe, he too had set out that the envoy of Rasulullah was supposed to come. He waited the whole day, nobody came. Another day, nobody came. So he came along to come and inquire what was the problem. Maybe something else is a problem. When he reached, Rasulullah asked him that our envoy came and you all refused to give the zakat to him. He says, but nobody came to us. So now the investigation took place, the person was called, you said something, now the reality came up. Well, this is what I thought it was the case. Now this I thought was the case could have become such a serious matter if that information was not first verified. If that information was first not verified and some action was taken upon it. So on this Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat that in ja'akum fasiqum binaba'in fatabayyanu that if some person has come to you with some information and the reliability of that person is not 100% and sometimes if it's a person who is generally reliable as well but we are not sure whether he is really understood it correctly what was told to him he remembered it correctly then it's always, especially if it is something sensitive if it is something sensitive whether it's on a family level whether it's on a community level very often these kind of things happen Two people are discussing something and one person just makes a casual comment. The casual comment is about somebody else that that person really, I don't know, I just want to stay far away from him. Now, whatever reason he said it for. All he said was, I just want to stay far away from him. Now, this person comes back and what he relates is that person is after you. He told me that he's waiting for you. Now, he started that he wants to stay far away from him, but if he gets a chance, then he'll sort it out also. Now, what, that, that second part of it was all in his mind. These are just simple examples of how many times these kind of things happen. Now, one person does something, says something, the other person relates it to something else, something very much different, 
or he adds his lines to it, he adds his interpretation to it, then somebody else takes action on that information, and one thing leads to another, and before a person knows it, there's a major problem, people are breaking family ties, people are breaking relationships, and sometimes worse than that happens, so all this results in, or all this is the root of it is, that number one, when information comes, we just get into it, we just take it wholesale, and then we start moving it on, and especially in this time of social media, people want to put everything down on that social media for the whole world to read, so now some information came, they didn't even verify it, they put it on, and now everybody has become the whole family brawl, and people are all saying everything, Therefore, the first thing is, if some information has come to a person, if it doesn't concern him, don't even get into it, don't even bother about it, don't even pay any attention to it. And one is anything that was said to us because of whatever family issues or anything. But as far as general things are concerned, news of the world, many people become addicted to this. They must be all the time checking what's happening in the world, news of the world. But that news of the world, what is the outcome of it? After a person has learnt about the whole news of the world, what he got in the end? How much he benefited really? He says, now you must be in touch with what's going on. So out of that whole details that he read and he kept up with, really sometimes only 2%, 3% that might be really of some significance. Otherwise, that other 97% is all just futile at the least. At the least it is futile and very often far worse than futile. He's going to take his mind into some other wrong because what kind of news he's reading is some relating to something vulgar, something obscene. Somebody did something stupid. Somebody did something obscene. Now all that becomes news. And other futile things. Now he's going to keep reading all these things and what's going to be the outcome? Then sometimes there's something significant. Something happened to the Muslims somewhere. We should know. We should be making dua for them. We should carry on making dua in any case for the Muslims throughout the world. These kind of things will reach us in any case. These things which we should know, we should be aware that something happened to our Muslim brothers somewhere, so we should be having the sympathy with them, we should be making more dua for them, and if there's something to help with, we should be helping if we can. But these kind of things will reach us. Some of the other, we'll meet somebody in some, some around some discussion, it'll come up, we'll get to know about it. And very often that is something that just becomes public news in no time. So those things we'll get to know about. But the rest of it, completely futile. Many a person, even these happenings in the world, many a person is unable to handle these things correctly within themselves, meaning be able to digest it. There are many people who are very in a kind of depressive state, Many people are often complaining, feeling very down, feeling very down. Why? I don't know why. After talking to the person, very often it comes, the person is glued to all kinds of news. In the whole world's news. And the whole world's news is very depressive news all the time. Whether it's a person reads local news, he reads international news, 90% of the news is depressive news. Now the person is so glued to all this, all the time reading that, and everybody's capacity, mental capacity, emotional capacity is not the same. Many elderly people, many elderly women, you got that some radio on all the time, some channel on all the time, and all kinds of news is all the time, just the same news bulletin, every hour they're listening to the same depressive news. And the effect that is happening, 
they are becoming depressive themselves. They can't identify why. And many people eventually switched off completely within days that depressive state came out. Because that was the cause of it. They can't, they don't have the mental capacity, the emotional capacity to be able to digest it. it it's human nature that a person reads something that's negative, hears about something that is hurtful, painful, negative, it's going to affect him. But the strength of a person will depend now that despite having been affected by it, he can still continue normally. For that moment, a person would be hurt, he'd be shocked, he'd be affected. But then, after a while, slowly, within a minute or two, depending on what kind of news it was, within an hour or two, he would start becoming normalized in terms of continuing with day-to-day life without getting affected in any way in terms of not being able to handle the day-to-day things in a correct manner or not being able to maintain his mental composure. So now some people will have that mental capacity, that emotional capacity. Not everybody has it. Now the person still wants to keep up with all this news and all these things. And as a result, this depression sets in out of these things. So the best thing is we keep out of all this. We stick to the things that we are supposed to be doing and these kind of things which are significant and important for us to know, those few things we'll get to know about it in any case. So this is also news but of no benefit to us. Then is the news that is futile news, the news that we have. So one is that doesn't pertain to us, ignore it, don't get into it, don't even bother about it, don't try to verify it, don't want, don't, no need to investigate it, it doesn't pertain to us. We don't have to worry about it. That's the first level. Then inshallah we'll continue with what we should be doing if it pertains to us. Allah